don't have an awful lot to fear from this, especially a lot of good farmers, you know, and we've been at a lot of skip and information events and meetings and farmers that are, we understand there's a lot of concerns and things around about these farmers that are coming up talking to you and you're explaining what, the, what they need to do and they're actually, you know, we're doing a lot of that already and, and they're, they're unaware of it. Hello and welcome to the Beef Edge, the Chagas Beef Podcast, for all your latest news, information and advice for Irish beef farmers. I'm Catherine Egan, and with 95% of beef quality assured at point of slaughter, I'm joined by Damien Murray, Operations Coordinator with Origin Green and the Sustainable Beef and Lamb Assurance Scheme. With 54,000 audits taking place on Irish beef and sheep farms, Damien busts some myths around the audit. Damien, you're very welcome. What are the benefits at farm level? Hi, Catherine, and thanks very much for having me here today. Um, I suppose the benefits, uh, as you say, uh, for for industry and at farm level, I suppose, is that we're able to um, we we're able to quantify the claims that we're making, and uh, we with the quality assurance scheme, we're able to quantify claims that we're making both internationally and 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 nationally in relation to um, Irish beef and lamb and uh, what they're doing. So I suppose farmers doing an awful lot of things well, and having a quality assurance scheme or some way of. I suppose, uh, verifying them claims that we're making and doing things in the quality assurance is one such thing. I suppose for farmers in general, the benefits of doing it is, is and, and being a member of the quality assurance scheme is they're, they're doing an awful lot of what is required um, for industry. And uh, already without without having it been, I suppose, being quantified and by doing the audit process, they're actually able to verify and show that they actually are doing it and, and, and that. And there's an expected increase in farmers applying to become members due to the new Suckler Carbon Efficiency Programme. What is Borbia doing to accommodate this increase? We had a, a big recruitment drive there of auditors before and uh, after Christmas to train them up in the, as we knew there'd be, uh, there'd be this um, big tranche coming. Um, we were also trying, I suppose, to train and get in front of as many farmers and advisors and people as possible to, I suppose, explain what in the quality assurance scheme entails and how to pass their order and um, I suppose to bust some myths and, and, and try and um, try and I suppose to get in front of as many farmers and advisors and people that will be talking to farmers and I suppose explain to them what they need to do and whatever. So every 18 months farmers are going to complete an audit. Can you talk me through what farmers should do in preparation in advance of the audit particularly if they're just signing up now as one of the new Suckler Carbon Efficiency Programme farmers? Yeah, and I suppose the big thing, um, to, I suppose we want to get across there and explain to farmers an awful lot of what would be a look for uh, for quality assurance audits farmers are doing already. So the vast majority of farmers have nothing to fear when it comes to an audit. Uh, they're doing an awful lot, as we said already. Um, I suppose this thing that's thrown out a lot about is the, all the extra paperwork I have to do for board B and all the extra time and money it costs me. So I suppose... If there was never a, a board B or a quality assurance um, inspection in place, farmers would need to be keeping uh, 95% of what we look for as part of the audit process. So I suppose as part of cross-compliance inspections and things like that, the records, all the records we look for should be kept as a legal requirement. So basically, if you're if a farmer is having a cross-compliance inspection, these things can be looked at for, for um, as part of a cross-compliance inspection. So if nothing else, uh, being compliant with board B, you have nothing to fear for when it comes to um, um comes to a cross-compliance inspection or things like that. As I said, the records that we require are um, a farmer is supposed to be keeping them already. And I suppose the big thing there to say about the audit process, there's no such thing as a fail on the day for an auditor. So if there's a non-compliance raised at the day or the time of audit, um, there is a period there to rectify it. 
and get it sorted out or whatever. Um, so I suppose an awful lot of it, and, and for a new entrant especially, especially the new suckler men that are coming into it, they don't have an awful lot um, of preparation to do. They're doing an awful lot of it as is already. For a new entrant coming in, six months full record. So for a suckler man that's out there, um, it, it's going back, and anyone that be coming in is probably going back now to the start of the year, the end of last year. So for a lot of suckler men, that's very, when it comes to their records and stuff, especially when it comes to remedies, um, that's 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 only a couple of usages or a couple of things. I suppose it's from now going forward for the next couple of it's just to keep on top of it and, and, and do it as you're going kind of thing. And there is assistance available, Damien, like that can help farmers. What help and advice is available in advance of the inspection? Yeah, so we uh, we have a Borbia help desk who um, uh, their opening hours are 9am to 8pm. So they're available all, all along the course for farmers to pre-audit and also all after audit if there's issues to rectify, as I said, if there's closeout to, uh, to to sort out um, post-audit. But basically they can, they're, they're there to assist a farmer. A farmer can contact them at any stage. They'll answer queries on the audit. They also can complete the sustainability survey with them over the phone and get that out of the way. Uh, they can send on resources. Uh, they can talk them through how to access our farmer website, farm.borbia.ie, where they can also find helpful links and information there of uh, how-to videos, common and non-compliances areas to pass your audit and to look out for and things like that. So there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of support and information there for farmers as well, especially in the Borbia Help Desk is one of the big uh, the big ones there that farmers can lean on um, if they have any questions or queries throughout the process. And the sustainability survey that you mentioned there, that is a stumbling block for some farmers. But that's going to be one of the key parts of the Sucro Carbon Efficiency Programme for farmers to be able to record their carbon footprint over the course of the programme. Yeah, and I suppose this is the big reason why the quality assurance is uh, made the mandatory requirement in the SCEP because as part of our audit process since 2016, we've been able to carbon footprints farmers that are part of our process. So the way we do that is by completing the sustainability survey uh, pre-audit. Um, and as I said, the best way a farmer can do that is actually phone up the help desk and they'll complete it with them over the phone so anyone that might have someone and this is throughout with, with any of it if there's someone that's kind of handy a son daughter nephew niece they can log on and do all these things themselves as well but for a farmer there they might struggle with it or might be as handy with it it's very easy pick up the phone to the help desk they'll ask the questions and input it over the phone it'll take 10 or 15 minutes over the phone with the help desk they're so used to completing or whatever they'll just ask me inputting the questions so it's just a matter of the farmer answering them or whatever so yeah there are a lot of people i suppose think there's a big owners a sustainability survey and big owners amount of questions that have to be answered while there is an, a, a certain amount of questions that need to be answered as i said doing it with the help desk over the phone um and it can be done quite quickly and um, with their assistance is also part of pre-audit calls that the help desk are doing which especially new entrants they're targeting farmers um new entrants to they're actually trying to contact them pre-audit to get this completed with them to take it's another thing completed and done before the audit to take i suppose one less thing for the farmer to worry about and the thing about sustainability surveys it can be completed at any stage from application up until the day of audit so you know from the day they apply they can apply, they can actually complete that online there's a pin code that they get and with their hard number they can log on to boardbia.ie farm.boardbia.ie and complete it there and the farmer is going to get a pre-audit pack with all the details that you've outlined as to what's going to be required on the day. Yeah, exactly. So they get the, the board B, the S-Blast, the Sustainable Beef and Lamb Assurance Scheme. Um, 
pack um which has the standard basically with all the questions there's um a handy how to there which shows them how to do it they, they get their pin code in the letter which basically they can log on to farm.borbia.ie as we said where they can complete the sustainability survey themselves as they want um, but they also, like I said, there's um, there's other tools and resources they can use there. And there's also an inspiration pre- preparation checklist. And on this preparation checklist is basically a tick box of, um, uh, of the questions that are, and the requirements that we have as a standard. So basically, a farmer will get that out. It's an A4 sheet. There looks to be a lot on it, but a farmer realizes he's going through it. You know, he's doing an awful lot of this already. Is he keeping a, a bovine hard register, whether it be online or or in the blue book, yes, he'll take that off. Obviously, he's keeping his blue cards. Obviously, if he's getting any prescriptions from the vet, he's keeping them. So as he's going through it, he realizes he has an awful lot of that done already. And 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 before even they they complete anything else with the audit. So basically, if you can, if a farmer can tick off everything on that list, they're well on their way to getting through the board via audit and 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 passing on the day. And as the, I suppose the thing to outline here is we've talked about non-compliances and we've other things, but the vast majority of farmers pass on the day. Um, we have well over 70% of farmers um, go through without a non-compliance. It's even higher for new entrants. And of that uh, 30% or whatever that need to close out and go through the closeout process, a very small percentage then don't avail and don't go through it. So of all the audits we complete throughout the year, um, it's less than 1% of made non-eligible. And basically that's a farmer who hasn't engaged, who has had a non-compliance raises the time of audit, but basically hasn't engaged with the closeout process with the, with the help desk and with the letters and, and texts and prompts we send to them. So basically... It's a very low percentage of the overall audits that actually don't get certified. Most definitely, that 1% is very low. Can you describe from a farmer's point of view how the audit process goes? So once the auditor arrives on the farm, what's the process? What happens? Can you talk through it? Yeah, so basically the auditor will uh, arrive at the farm. So before I suppose that point, I suppose the point there as well is that the auditor is scheduled at a time and date that suits both the auditor and the farmer. So it's not a case of the auditor just rings up a farmer and says, I'm coming out tomorrow or I'm coming out next week. It's a time and date that suits both. So um, it's not like other inspections where you're just told, be there at that time, I'm coming out. It's a time and date that suits both the farmer and the auditor. And as he has a lot of... Suckler men are part-time farmers and things like that. It means, you know, they're able to work around that and whatever as well. So I suppose when the auditor comes out on a farm, he does an open meeting with the with the farmer, uh, explains how the audit is going to take place, um, explains the process of how the audit will go ahead, uh, gets a couple of agreements and gets a signed opening declaration, and they usually take off on a farm walk. So the farm walk will take 15 or 20 minutes to... Um, the auditor will go around and just assess. He'll look at handling facilities, um, house, and if applicable, he'll want to see a couple of cattle, um, animals that are knocking around. He'll have a general just walk of the farm. It'll be nothing too strenuous. As I said, the main thing of this is actually just assessing the handling facilities and the likes of things like that. He'll check a couple of animals, and the reason for that is he'll cross-reference when he goes back inside. He'll take a couple of tag numbers, and he'll want to see blue cars when he goes in and the herd register to see that they that they verify that they're there or whatever. The biggest part of it then he'll go in and do the the bookwork side of things, whether that being a farm office, uh, kitchen table, or whatever, and he look at the at the the so the the bookwork side of things. So as I said, he'll be looking at the bovine herd register, whether it be online or um, the blue book. He'll be looking at the farm safety risk assessment. 
Uh, he'd be looking at the remedy purchase and usage records, pesticide records if applicable. A lot of farmers aren't putting out pesticides. That, that's another thing that's non-applicable. And they like to feed records and dockets and things like that. And also an awful lot of the, I suppose, dockets, an awful lot of the records that we're requiring can actually be kept as in the format of receipts or printouts or things like that. So um, when he's gone through all that, he'll outline his findings from the day. If there's been non-compliances raised throughout, he'll explain that to the auditor. So the auditor will be, uh, or the he'll explain that to the farmer, sorry, and the farmer will be able to, um, you know, challenge or, you know, if he doesn't agree with it, state why not or whatever. So basically that will be it. Uh, if there's non-compliances, he'll explain that in the process of, um, of closing them out in the closeout period, and uh, he'll the auditor will just get um, the auditor will leave the farmer with his findings. So basically, an audit exit card which explains um, if any areas for improvement or non-compliance were raised or how the audit went. And the farmer will have time to remedy this. It's not going to be just on the day that it has to be solved. Yeah, yeah. So there's a period there. Usually, it's it, it's up to twenty eight days. Uh, farmer has. Um, and as I said, there's a help desk there to facilitate a farmer with. So as part of that closing meeting, actually, we get a nominee's number or a couple of nominees if they want. So that could be, a far- as I said, a farmer's daughter, niece, nephew, neighbour or whatever that can assist and work with the with the help desk. If a farmer is kind of tech savvy himself or able to, he can log on to farm.orvia.ie, as we said, and can actually upload the closeout information there himself. So it's just a picture of, say, there was... Um, he had an access to say ag food on the day so he had to take a picture of that if he just takes a picture of that uploads it to farm.orbia.e log it in using his hard number and as we explained the pin code or if he doesn't have the pin he can also reset it um and he can upload that and do it himself and close it out and that's that sort of but also as he said um the, the borbia help desk are there to assist the farmer throughout the process and they'll actually make uh, contact with the farmer throughout so they'll generally, uh, within the 28 days, they'll have made four to five contact attempts with a farmer to try and get the information off them. And if they don't, obviously, they'll leave a message, but they'll also there'll be text message services and things like that. And as we said, if there's a nominee that's easier to deal with, they'll also contact that or whatever. So as we said, the, when the non-compliance is raised, there's plenty of time and plenty of, of um plenty of attempts made there to try and get it closed out with the farmer so the farmer has plenty of time plenty of uh, ways of doing it uh, the help desk can take the can also take the evidence by text message email or it can be actually posted as well if it needs to be so and um, there's ways and means of getting it done with and uh, as i said if a farmer is has an uncompliance and as i said it's very low percentage that actually have non-compliances most of them go through without an issue um, there is a way of means there of getting it done and 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 any and a way of making it kind of uh, easy enough to a farmer to to get through it. So the big thing is, yeah, that although we're talking about non-compliance and things here, an awful lot of these audits will go through without any issue being raised and there will be passes on the day. The mention of audit brings on a lot of stress and worry, particularly for record keeping for a lot of farmers. But the auditors are there to help particularly. It's not just coming for the audit on the day. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And, and, and not just the auditors, at least, there's there's a lot of support and help there. But um, listen, and I suppose the other side of it is our, our auditors are all farmers themselves, by and large. They all come from a farmer background. Most of them are farmers themselves that are auditing as well um, as, a, as a, I suppose, a way of getting a, a bit more income um, from, and uh, they're doing it on the side of farming as well. So um, they all know what it's like and their our auditors are, are able to help a farmer through it, talk them through it. They'll also, when they're doing their, their 
their scoping call, as we call it, or their scheduling call, they talk and explain to a farmer and be able to answer any questions he might have about the other process there. And anything, I suppose, if they, they again, he'll point up towards uh, the board be a help desk for any, you know, if he needs any further assistance or whatever. So there is, I suppose, yes, there's an awful lot of, I suppose, anxiety out there for farmers in relation to the word audit, yeah. And definitely when a farmer, I suppose, listen, and no one likes anyone coming around, looking around on their farm or, you know, having, an, I suppose, this word inspection or whatever. But the, 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 I suppose the thing to take home, the vast majority of farmers are probably doing everything we require already um, without realising it. And as part of, I suppose, of their business, of the way they, they manage their farm, so they have nothing to fear when it comes to it. Um, and I suppose they're, they're doing an awful lot of it as is. I can't, I suppose we can't stress that enough that, you know, they don't have an awful lot to fear from this, especially a lot of good farmers, you know, and we've been at a lot of skipping information events and meetings and farmers that are, we understand there's a lot of concerns and things around it, but these farmers that are going up talking to you and you're explaining what, the, what they need to do and they're actually, you know, we're doing a lot of that already and, and they're, they're unaware of it. Most definitely, Damien. And there are companies and different apps available and different resources there that farmers that are listening can help complete the information that's needed getting ready for their farm audit. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of, I suppose, farm software packages, individuals doing it themselves. Obviously, the bovine herd register have gone online to ag food and things like that. So they're all available to farmers uh, and they're accepted, I suppose. One thing is the records, as we say, that we require, uh, we give out as part of the application um, process. We give out a farmer, be a farm book, where they can record all the um, all the records that we require. Now, they're not, they don't need to be recorded here. If a farmer is recording them elsewhere in the required format, that's perfectly okay. Um, and it's just to have access to these records on the day. So a lot of these farm software packages, like the ag food and things like that, if a farmer isn't, I suppose, um, himself using it and in an awful lot of cases it's then it's the daughter or son or, or the wife that might be doing all the records or whatever just to have printouts of them available on the day so the auditor can assess or i suppose the logins that the auditor can assess but there is a lot of um a lot of good management tools out there that farmers um can use as part of the board be a process for the audit and the, the probably some of them are already using them as it is um and an awful lot of suckler men and things are on the likes of farm software packages for other things such as recording heats and things like that so yeah it, it, there's loads of i suppose the the book work side of things i suppose is where farmers fear and where farmers i suppose where they they have their issues and there is a lot of other means and ways of doing that and there's certainly software packages and individuals out there that will help them and assist them along the way with with this these things if they feel they, they need a bit of support as well that's great, Damien. Thanks very much. I'll include the link to the website and the phone number that you mentioned during the podcast in the podcast text notes. Thanks very much. Thanks very much for having me. That's all for this week's episode. And my thanks to Damien for joining me on the show. You can catch up on all other shows and interviews from the Beef Edge podcast on the Chagas website at chagas.ie or you can listen on Apple and Google Podcasts as well as Spotify. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe so you never miss a show. For all other updates from our Beef programme, Keep an eye on our Twitter and Facebook pages. Until next time, I'm Catherine Egan and thanks for listening.